Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church, located at 2709 Rock Springs Road in Kingsport, Tennessee, would like to invite you to listen to a message of Sovereign Grace by their pastor, Gabe Stoniker. For information and service times, visit www.ksgc.church. And now, Gabe Stoniker. I will be speaking to you today from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And two verses will be our text. It's verses 9 and 10. But let's begin in verse 1 and we'll read to the text. It says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and sudden, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Now verse 9 says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. What an an amazing announcement that is. Absolutely amazing. Verse 9, he said, God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Now, you may have noticed that he spoke of two separate groups of people. They and us, them, we. Did you notice that? Two separate groups of people. Verse 3, he said, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day... We are not of the night nor of darkness. Do you see this? Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us. 
that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. I want to be one of the us, don't you? Don't you? I pray that we are included in the us. That is my sincere prayer for myself and for you. Both of us. I want us to be included in the us. How can we know if we are? How can we know? How can we know if we are the us? Well, who are the us? That's the question to ask. Who are the us? Who is he talking to when he says us? He told us who he was talking to in chapter 1. He started this letter by telling us exactly who he was talking to, who he was addressing the letter to. And we're going to turn, and I want to tell you now that we're going to turn a little bit here in 1 Thessalonians and 2 Thessalonians, and I don't want this to be confusing, but I want to show you this. If you have your Bible and would like to follow along, I want you to see this. But we're going to turn a little bit here. If you go with me to chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus unto the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. The us are all those who God the Father has placed in the Lord Jesus Christ. God's people are in Christ. Christ is in God the Father. God the Father is in Christ. Christ is in God's people. In, one with. So the us are all of those who have been placed in Christ. Verse 1 goes on to say, Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all those who have received grace and peace from Him. Grace, peace. Verse 2 says, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. The only work that the us has is a work of faith. That's it. One work. This is the work of God that we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ whom He has sent. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And faith is not actually a work. Faith looks to Christ for His work. That's what faith does. It just looks to Christ. It's in all of His work. It, faith is in His ability. Not our ability, not even our ability to look to Him. It's totally Him, of Him. Faith is in His promise that He made, that He's fulfilled everything that needs to be done in order to save us. That's what faith is. And the only labor that the us performs is a labor of love. Love because of it. Love for Christ, for Christ's sake, because of what Christ has done. Thanks to Him for what He has done. And He said, all of the us have a patient hope in the sight of God the Father. They just patiently wait. Hope is expected anticipation. That's what the word means. And they're just waiting on Christ in the sight of God the Father. 
So that's who the us are. Now in verse 4 right here in chapter 1, he said, I'm writing to you and I'm giving thanks for you. Verse 4, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. Knowing your election of God. The us are all those who were elected by God. I understand that that's a strange word to many and a hard to understand word to many, but that word is in the scripture many, many times. The us are all those who were elected by God. What does that mean? What is God's election? Elected to what? Elected means choosing, choice. Chosen to what? Well, if you'll turn with me now to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Those who have been loved of the Lord. We love him because he first loved us. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This started with his love. So he said, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you. That's elected. That's what elected means. Chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. God's election took place from the beginning, before the foundation of the world. And it was an election to salvation. He said, God, from the beginning, chose you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit, the setting apart of the Holy Spirit, being laid hold of by the Holy Spirit. He said, through sanctification of the Spirit, in belief of the truth, who is a person. Christ said, I'm the truth. And this is the word of Christ. This is the word of his truth. Every sinner that God the Father placed in his election before the foundation of the world, every one of them will be laid hold of by the Holy Spirit and brought to a belief of the truth, a belief of the truth concerning Christ, a belief of the truth concerning the Word, the truth of the gospel, the truth of Christ himself. Every one of those particular people will know the truth and the truth shall make them free. Christ shall make them free. And that freeing belief of the truth is going to come through the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14, right here in 2 Thessalonians 2, says, Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's how God's people are called, by the gospel. So back in 1 Thessalonians 1, back where we started, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 1, I'm sorry, we started in chapter 5. Back in 1 Thessalonians 1, Verse 4 says, Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God, 
For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. He said, when the Holy Spirit of God brought the gospel of Christ to your heart, He brought you to the preaching of the Word, and through that preaching of the Word, the Holy Spirit took it and planted that Word in your heart and caused you to believe it. He said, it did not just come in Word only, which happens quite often. People hear the truth of God's Word. It goes in one ear and out out the other. It's not planted in the heart. That's Word only. No true conviction, no true belief. He said it came in a way where you had the ability to truly receive it, not reject it. It was irresistible. God moved and it was irresistible. It came in power, he said, with much assurance. And you responded by saying, I know this is the truth. I believe this is the truth of God right here. This is the work of God the glory of God, the salvation of God alone. And I believe it. That's the truth. I'm fully persuaded. Amen. Amen. God's work, God's glory. Amen. Verse 5, he said, Our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. He said, you... We don't need to convince you of anything. God's Holy Spirit has convinced you. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. And oh, I pray we would see that time and again. I pray we would see that. Any God that any man or woman is worshiping that is not in line with the God that is declared in this word is an idol. It's a, it's a God of our imagination. We've made up God. But when His Spirit comes with the word and with that conviction, God's people turn from their made up gods. Well, I think, you know, people say, well, I think God is this way. No, I think God is this way. When God's Spirit says, this is God, this is how He is, who He is, And God's people cry, Amen, I believe that. What has happened is they have turned from their own man-made idols to worship and serve the living and true God. And verse 10 right here says, To wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Delivered us from the wrath to come. The Apostle Paul said, the us who I'm writing to and talking about are all those who the Spirit of God has turned from idols, all the man-made idols of false religion, to the living and true God, to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus Christ our Lord, 
which delivered us, us from the wrath to come. The us are the people who God chose and God saved by washing them in God's blood and has quickened them by God's Spirit and life and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what they have received. That's who the us are. And if God has given us, all right, you and me, if God has given us a faith, not in ourselves, but in Christ and in His promise and in His Word and in His work, a hope, a love, if He has given that to us, one that is totally dependent on Christ, not one that says His work plus mine. I believe in Him and me. I believe in the cooperation we have. Not that, but totally in Christ. If that has been given to us, then we are members of the us. If Christ is all, if we can say it that way, Christ is all, I am nothing and Christ is all, then that's the evidence of being the us. I pray that'll be comforting if that's us. There's a, an old story of a man, Charles Spurgeon used to tell this story of a man, he called him Happy Jack. And that man, the Lord opened his eyes and saved him and it didn't matter what question anyone asked him regarding his salvation or his religion, this was his only answer. I'm just a sinner and nothing at all. But Jesus Christ is my all and in all. That, that's all he said over and over again. And if that's our answer, I'm just a sinner and nothing at all. That's me. I confess to you, like the Apostle Paul said, this is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And the Apostle Paul said, I'm the chief. And I confess the same thing. I'm just a sinner and nothing at all. But Jesus Christ is my all and in all. I pray we can all say that. Now let's go back to our text, okay? 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9 says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath. God hath not appointed us to wrath. What an announcement of good news. Do we realize what good news that is? God hath not appointed us to wrath. It is appointed unto all men and women to suffer affliction in this life, to suffer trouble to endure sufferings. Job said, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's, that's life. Life on this earth. Few days and full of trouble. In chapter 3, verse 3 says that no man should be moved by these afflictions for yourselves know that we are appointed thereunto. We are appointed to afflictions. And it's because of sin. It is because of sin. It's because we are sin. We are sinners because we are sin. And because of sin, all men and women are appointed to something else. I'll quote this to you. This is Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. It says, As it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment... Because of sin, it is appointed unto all men and women to lay this body down. 
And our souls are appointed to go back to God, the God who gave them. And verse 27 says, after that is the judgment. Affliction, death, judgment. That's what is appointed. Every man and woman on this earth is appointed to a judgment. Suffering in this life, death, and then a judgment. Over in Acts chapter 17, this is verse 31. It says, Because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. Who is that man who he hath ordained? Who God the Father ordained? Christ Jesus the Lord. His righteousness that he attained as he walked this earth his perfection, his sinlessness. That's what set the standard that everybody has to live up to. Christ set the standard for the judgment. Christ set the standard. Every soul who is outside of Christ trying to earn his or her own righteousness before God, his or her own goodness, every soul who tries to bring his or her own righteousness to the judgment throne of God, that soul is going to be judged compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. If we bring our own righteousness, we're going to have to stand there next to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and we're going to have to be compared to the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our thoughts are going to be compared to his thoughts. Our motives of the heart will be compared to his motive of the heart. And I'll tell you this, we won't stand. That soul will not stand. We will not meet His standard. And wrath will be appointed to that soul. This is the truth. But every soul who comes crying, I have no righteousness to bring. None whatsoever. My only hope is that He earned a righteousness for me and gave it to me. I'm begging for it. I'm pleading His righteousness. God said, that soul is not going to be judged next to the Lord Jesus Christ. That soul is going to be judged in the Lord Jesus Christ. The one who cries, I don't have a righteousness. I must have His. That's the evidence that God the Father has placed that soul in Christ and that soul will be represented in. That soul will be covered in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you this, in Christ, mercy will be appointed to that soul. Grace will be appointed to that soul. Reward will be appointed to that soul. For some, Christ came to be the standard. But for some, Christ came to be the substitute. Isn't that good news? And here's the evidence of who is who, okay? All those who are going to go meet God in their own righteousness and want to plead their own works and their own goodness, those are those who do not want His. If, they want, if we want our own, that's the evidence that we don't want His and we do not need His. They have their own and they're looking to those and they're clinging to those. That's a horrible place to be. But the evidence of every soul that is going to go meet God in Christ 
and in the covering and in the perfection and in the mercy of the righteousness of Christ, their evidence is he's all they have. They say, I don't have anything beside him. All I have is sinful flesh. All I have is evil. All I have is wickedness. And they cannot establish their own righteousness before God. So the righteousness of Christ is all they have. And it's all they plead. It's all they want. It's all they're looking to. They're looking to Him and His deeds. And there's a merciful appointment to every soul that comes to God in that way. The us. There's a merciful appointment. Now verse 9 in our text, it says, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. The Apostle Paul told the Philippians, he said, To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Because that's the obtaining of our appointment. The obtaining of our salvation. That's what is appointed to the us. Salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. By His work, His life, His death, His deeds. There's a song that says, Someday the silver cord will break, and I no more as now shall sing. That means I will lay down this body in death. But the song says, Oh, the joy when I shall wake within the palace of the King. And I shall see him face to face and tell the story saved by grace, saved by the goodness and the kindness and the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, God hath not appointed us, his chosen people. He hath not appointed us to wrath because he appointed Christ to wrath in our place as our substitute. He appointed Christ to die for us. And therefore, He appointed us to obtain salvation through His death. And I want to close with how our Lord worded it. This is Luke 22, verse 29. Luke 22, 29. The Lord said, I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father appointed unto me. I appoint that unto you, He said, because He was appointed to wrath for us, his people were appointed to life in a kingdom, in acceptance by God the Father. We, I pray, me and you, are appointed to a kingdom. All because of Christ, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Oh, that God might include us in His us. Don't you want to be one of the us? I want to so badly. Lord, remember us. That's what the thief on the cross cried as he was hanging there next to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, remember me. Choose me. Save me. I pray I'm one of your elect. Draw me near to you. Cry that in your heart. Cry, Lord, I need it. I desire it. I beg for it. May God make it so. You have been listening to a message by Gabe Stoniker, pastor of Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of Sovereign Grace, you can call or write to the number and address on your screen or visit 
www.ksgc.church. Tune in at this same time next week for another message of God's free and sovereign grace.